You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. It's your girl, Des, and I just want to give a Huge shout out before we jump in to everybody that's already submitted an entry into the Power Pack giveaway. As a refresher, if you haven't put in your entry yet, the Power Pack giveaway was an idea that I had pretty much because a lot of times when we go into a holiday season, there is an extended amount of time that we're with our family, with friends we haven't seen in a while, and etc. And during those times, there can be pressure internally externally in your mind or actually put upon you to act a certain way pick up ideas that you used to have habits that you used to have do things that you used to do or to just fit into the mold of your people you know what I mean if you go back home if you've been away for a while you're doing work on yourself internally you're into different things now whatever um, the case is for you sometimes when we go home we can feel pressure to kind of shrink down or resort back to previous actions previous ideals hanging out with people that may not be good for us in this season of our lives anymore and sometimes even though it sounds crazy when you say it out loud we do that we do shrink ourselves we do not want to cause a stir at the dinner table or our grandma say something that's kind of out of line and we're like you know what it's fine or if people are thinking you're holier than thou now because you live in a different city or you you brand new whatever you know those things that people say that aren't true and you know they aren't true but to just alleviate any stress we shrink the power pack is to enable you as me being an active advocate with y'all to stand your ground literally there is power and you pack that up with you in your suitcase when you go home don't leave your strength at the terminal at the bus station in your car none of that take it with you and let it just come out of course you don't want to alienate your family or make people feel any type of way negatively with the energy that you bring but I also don't want y'all to shrink this is a huge thing for me because I used to do that. When I went home, if I was around family, um, ever since college, I started to act different. And there were things that I used to care about that I don't care about for real no more. It's like, why are we talking about this? I don't even watch that type of TV anymore. Or, you know, those type of things. And I think that a lot of times, because I didn't want to be the black sheep of the family, or I didn't want people thinking I didn't care about them, I would shrink down what I thought or shrink down what I cared about. If people hurt my feelings, I didn't make it a big deal um, because I was trying I called myself protecting what the energy was around. And I think that without noticing it, that can be a detrimental thing for you personally. And once the season is over, the new year is here. Most times people have a new energy about themselves, a new way they want to go about life. They feel energized. But if you spend the last moments of the year and possibly the only time you have around your fam if you don't live at home anymore, shrinking yourself down, packing away your feelings, not being able to express yourself wholly, 
that's not a good way to start your year. It's actually going to set you further back than you think. So I want to stand with everybody as a person who's gone through this personally to give you guys some different things that help me during those times to um, expand rather than shrink. And these things can also be used even post the holiday season into the new year. So inclusive inside the power pack is a beautifully designed journal. Um, There are some writing prompts in there to get our mind going about um, what homegoing may mean to you and just kind of really work through those things so that way going home can always be a joyous occasion. There might not always be joyous moments each and every second that you're with your family, but um, the prompts are a good way for you to kind of work through any thought processes that you might have um, during this time. There are also some essential oils in there that are just, they just smell so good, Um, will be perfect for your diffuser. I mentioned a couple times that in my personal writing time, my prayer time, in my cleaning my room time, downtime, I use essential oils. um, So those are great things to just have to kind of lift up your space. There's also a power in peace candle um, in there and a book by Sarah Jakes Roberts called Don't Settle Um, so really want to give this to somebody who may be experiencing a little bit of pressure or anxiety around this season. Um, I think it can be easy to go into like, it's a joyous occasion. I can't wait to go home, be off work a couple days. But the reality is, um, more often than not, there are times where there's some real stuff that people do with during this time. And I want to stand with you guys to work through that together. So enter for the Power Pack giveaway. You can look in the show notes. There's a link. And there's also a link on my Instagram at Power in Pros Podcast. Please enter before December 14th. I'll be announcing the winner after that. So get your entries in for the Power Pack giveaway by December 14th. Also, before we get into it, I want to give a slight disclaimer before this episode. There is a nice piece of prose I'm super um, proud of it, actually, but it's a really, really big um, transparency moment for me. So I just wanted to give a trigger warning to anybody before we hop into it um, that this episode is the most transparent I'm going to be thus far. And um, after the power punch, which is coming up right after this disclaimer, if you need to check out of this episode, completely understand. Um, So yeah, without, I just wanted to put that out there. So without further ado, we're going to get into the power punch and then we're going to talk about power in forgiveness. I would still be pro-abortion even if I never had one. Would still believe it's one's choice to make the daunting call to schedule the procedure. Would pay respect to the sacrifice of saving money for a transaction one could never return. See, I would still be pro-abortion even if I couldn't relate to the panic of having to choose what person I would place as my emergency contact on the patient forms. Or if I didn't still feel the pain from shutting my eyes so tight during the ultrasound. Try not to connect to the living dead. See, it's a doctor's office like every other, filled with magazines, pamphlets, and stairs. Nurses passing out cups of water and cares, knowing not all of their patients will make it out alive. In the waiting room, I pulled out a book because the waiting was the worst part. Using Adichie's Americana to pass the time, I fulfilled the prophecy. 
that this country claims over all of the young, unwed black girls. This poem is for all of the young, unwed black girls to let you know that you ain't no less worthy of choice, of free will, of love, of grace, of forgiveness, of compassion. See, I'm still pro-abortion even after experiencing a panic attack when the anesthesia wore off, caused because I couldn't remember anything. Then I remembered it all. Back against the wall because I couldn't fathom how healing could touch me. How even still there was a light on the other side. Because see, I done really did it this time. Because see, shame is a real deal feeling this time. Because I didn't think I'd even have the strength to be spitting this rhyme. But here I am, standing. I am still pro-abortion. Not because I wish that hardship on anyone. Not because saying so is now the cool thing to do. I wrote this as a PSA that forgiveness is possible, no matter what it is that you do. All right, y'all. So that poem is real. That's my testimony. Um, Two years ago, I had an abortion. It was the most terrifying, scary, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. I'm so ashamed right now. I'm never going to forgive myself for this right now moment that I've had two dates in my life. And I think I let that moment, a decision, a conscious decision that I made, I let that moment strip me of any power in any other sector of anything that I touched be taken away and it was taken away by myself I decided that I couldn't speak out on certain things I decided that I shouldn't do certain things and I picked up on the smallest moments to make myself shrink down even more so in the poem I mentioned how I pulled out a book I used to beat myself up about that Mind you, I was in the waiting room for hours. So obviously I would want to do something. Like, you know, doctor's offices have magazines and things like that. And I was there alone. So I took a book with me and I read the book and I felt guilty about that. And then I felt weird for feeling guilty about it. It was like all of these different feelings that I continued to be the reason why I couldn't forgive myself for this action. So after working through why I got the abortion, then it was like, okay, but did you have to read while you were there? And then did you have to do this? Did you have to do that? It was like all of these things. Um, Shutting my eyes during the ultrasound, I was like, you couldn't even face what you did. Like It was like all of these negative things I would say, which is how I was feeling. And I think that it's one thing to work through how you're feeling, the reality of a situation and go from there it's another thing to let those feelings hinder you from healing from progress from being compassionate towards yourself and I think it was an eye-opening moment that there were moments where I could forgive somebody for something that I used to say I would never forgive somebody for it was the unforgivable that thing that was just like no way if somebody cheats on you it's like yep 
I'll, I'll be out. If somebody did X, Y, Z, yep, I will be out. If my mom, people have done things to me that are just like, I can't believe that happened. And I'm talking to them, exchanging text messages with them and X, Y, Z. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. You should forgive people. You shouldn't harbor hate in your heart for anybody because that just stops you from living out your truth, being your best self, living your best life, and giving off the warmth that each of us has um, that people can benefit off of. Where I found that problematic and what I was doing is that I couldn't forgive Destiny for something that Destiny did. That's all I got for y'all today. There is power in exercising forgiveness for yourself. It is easy to rationalize. You can talk to other people about, oh, somebody did this to me. I feel some type of way about it. Your friend would be like, oh, I feel why you feel some type of way, but also did you think about it this way? And you could contort the situation every which way. You talk to yourself about it, and then you're over it. You give that person a chance to redeem themselves. You give this person a chance to speak their truth, to say their side. And in doing that, you begin to soften your heart toward the situation. You begin to see it from the other point of view and you move forward. For some reason, and it could be the biggest thing as having an abortion, which you thought was the unspeakable, something that you would never do, and you used to talk about other people for doing it, which was me, and then now here you are in the doctor's office, swiping that card, have your um robe on, and you're waiting for them to call your name. Like, that's where I was, and I was like, wow, I can't forgive myself for this. I can't do it. There is no way that I can do it. I used to talk about people. I used to, and I, I think... There is truth in the pros that I shared in the fact that I would still be pro-abortion if I didn't have one because I think that I could rationalize that there are situations where that might have to occur. It's better, of course, if we don't put ourselves in those situations, if we don't have to even fathom what that would look like for us. But I can understand that there were certain situations where that was someone's reality. But where I always had an asterisk or a line of demarcation was that that was never going to be my reality. And then it was. So then packing the fact that the act was happening, then I packed on, I can't forgive myself for reading while I was in the waiting room for hours. And I couldn't forgive myself for all the people that I was secretly judging on Twitter or on whatever social platform or whatnot. I packed on all of these different scenarios and and just harping on things that were minute in this situation and I prevented myself from growing from learning the true lesson that I needed to learn in this experience and being able to connect with other people like how I'm hoping this episode can do now after the facts because I just wouldn't talk about it And I actually felt even worse than I did in the beginning because I was thinking about all these additional factors that I kept replaying and harping on in my mind. That is dangerous. If you can forgive other people for things or um, try to be comforting for other people and the things that they're going through and you can't do it for yourself, it is impossible to truly live out the purpose that you have for your life, to truly speak out and use your voice as a tool that it is because you'll always be 
afraid of your decision making. You'll always be afraid of having to do everything perfect the first time because you can't face the alternate reality that you mess up. And that's what it is. We're going to mess up. That's the prophecy that we fulfill. We're not perfect. That's just a point blank period, cut and dry. We're not perfect people. What we can do in those situations of showing our human, so to speak, is to be compassionate towards ourselves, to give grace, which we talked about in a previous episode, and to really think about the actionable items. If I read a book in the waiting room, that already happened, girl. We can't talk about it no more. Aiden already went down. What we can do is think positively about the situation. Um, I think that in doing that, why I packed the book in my bag in the first place is because I was trying to combat in the moment having negative thoughts about what I was doing or having a breakdown or whatever. So I thought that it would be nice to dive into somebody else's world that wasn't my world, that wasn't sitting in the waiting room with a gown on right now, alone, frightened, scared, out of her mind. I wanted to go to that person's place. And going to that person's place would prevent any negative thoughts, any um, self-deprecating things that I would be thinking about. And it worked. That's exactly what happened. Um, Of of course, there were slip-ups and all these other things that I won't get too, too deep into in case somebody is working with me on this episode and it's hard for them. Um, But I will say that that was a positive thing in that moment. I can rationalize why I did it. And if somebody else told me that that's why they brought a book to their appointment, I would get it. I would understand. I would be compassionate with them. And I'd be like, girl, that's okay. I understand that. I can rationalize what you're saying right now. When it came to Destiny talking about what Destiny did, I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense to me, and I harped on it. I sat on it for months and months and months and months. And so um, what I had to come to grips with, um, the beginning of 2019, I didn't do goals. I didn't do a vision board. And this was new for me because I am a list girl. I will write out everything I need to do, everything I want to say. And in this year, I really felt like because I'm so on my list, like 2018, my goals list was in categories. And I had multiple bullet points and sub bullets for each of my categories. So health and wellness, it was a certain thing. Spirituality, it was a certain thing. With friendships, it was one thing. I was in a relationship, so that was a different category. Then I had family, finances, work. I had all of these different scenarios and things that I had to master in 2018. And 2018 was a phenomenal year for me. So I was like, well, it's because I wrote my list out and look at that and XYZ. And I did feel accomplished and great. But going into 2019, I felt like I was restricting myself. I could only celebrate the things that are on the list and I could only expand my mind to think about this list and how I need to cross the things off or feel accomplished strictly by what's there. And that's limiting. If you're trying to hurry up and think of what you need to do for an entire year and let's say the month of December before Jan 1 rolls around, I'm only going to think about so many things. So for 2019, I wanted to make sure that I didn't constrict myself to only being able to do X amount of activities for the year. And I wanted to allow space for 
God to do something. Like, show me something. Like, do something I can't even fathom right now. Um, So I didn't make any concrete goals, but there were a few mental notes that I had. I just want to check in with myself on every now and then. So, of course, saving. Like, I need to I talk about money every now and then on here. Like, I need to get my finances in check. So, that's something that I wanted to think about. It's like, okay, you stop that credit card, girl. When are we making a payment on that thing? Like, let's look into that. And another thing that I had was healing from the abortion. You have to heal from that. Like, in this episode alone, at this moment, this is the most that I've said that I've had an abortion. I wouldn't even be able to say it. I didn't write poems about it. It took me over a year to write a poem about the experience. I just wouldn't. And that's my healing process is writing. I couldn't even write. I wouldn't write about it. Wouldn't talk about it. And uh, it just really prevented me from thinking about myself the way I needed to think about myself to do the things that I was called to do. So in 2019, um, I decided I was going to look at this in a totally different way. And I wasn't going to be screaming it from the rooftops like, hey, this thing happened or, hey, you should go get one. Like, you know, nothing like that. But I didn't want it to cripple me or silence me anymore. It was like, all right, we've reached the end of this. So I uh, had that in my mind. Come February there was a moment where some of my friends, we have a group chat, and they were talking, and this girl, like, tweeted something. They screenshotted it and put it in a group chat, right? And it was talking about an abortion. So somebody had said something. I don't even remember what they said, but it wasn't positive. And I felt something. I just felt something. It wasn't really anger. It was more just like, this your moment right now. Like, you connect to this, you feel something by what's being said, and you haven't told these people what's going on, and this is your moment. You don't want it to cripple you no more. You don't want it to silence you no more. This is the time. And it was among friends. It's in a group chat. It was like, you know, very controlled environment. And it was a small window. And I believe if I didn't grab this moment at this time, I wouldn't even be recording this episode right now. And so I just responded in a group chat like, oh, I can relate. I've had one. Like literally mic drop, left it at that, didn't go deep into it. And everybody in the chat started messaging me separately and like, oh, my gosh, you ain't like saying all these things or whatever. Um, And it was nice to kind of go into it. Like one person specifically was kind of walking through with me. So that was the first time I was like, all right, not only did you just say it, but now you're you're kind of talking about it. We're expanding upon what happened a little bit. Um, and I think it was a nice intro to me unlocking that part of my story because it was through text message. So it wasn't like it was on the phone. It wasn't in person. So I think that I needed that kind of separation a little bit. But it was kind of out of nowhere for the people that I was telling. So for them to kind of be supporting me, even though this is old news, like, mind you, this is... Um, over a year later yes over a year later so I've already kind of processed it but also not really so it was healing to seize that moment and then it just kept going it was like, okay what else do I need to do because actually I talked about it a little bit but also this person can't relate to what I'm talking about and also this was out of nowhere and I was at work like texting at work so I'm like I actually don't want to go too too deep into this so I was like, I have now decided I'm doing this and I'm being intentional about it because I saw the moment and I grabbed it, but then I still have 
some boundaries up. And I think, again, boundaries are good, but I wanted to make sure I had healthy boundaries in place because I knew that I was just clamped up and not talking about this or expounding upon it even to myself for over a year. So with that, um, I kind of kept, again, missing out back in my head, I need to do this. And then I just opened up to this person. Well, I opened up to three people at once in a group chat. And then I told someone else. So in doing that, I have four people. If something came up, I could talk to them about it. Um, And then I had this event with my church. And they, it was like our women's ministry was doing this summer thing and whatever. And we were partnering with this company called Avail. And Avail, I want to say they're only in New York, um, but wanted to put that out there because they did help me. Um, But we were partnering with Avail. Like they were, they have services to help people. When you find out you're pregnant um, and you want to keep the baby, they have resources to help you out with that, especially if you're low income. Um, they throw baby showers for people whose family isn't as supportive if they're having a baby um, at a unplanned time. They, like, support you with that. They have support groups for young moms or just moms in general here in the city. And they also have... Um, if you decide you are going to go forward with determination, they have counselors that can help you with that. And then if you're like me and this process has already happened for you, you've been there, you've done that, whether it's having the baby or a termination, and you still need help with the healing process, they have groups that can talk to you after that. So they have groups and they're also individual counseling. So that is avail dot com. Um, you can go to them if you're in New York or even if you're not um I actually should check in and see if they have um, phone counseling and maybe they can help you if you're outside of the city. Um, and I'll link them in the show notes too. But we were, I was going to the church event. I'm always going to my women's ministry like things. So I'm going to daughters. It's the summertime and we were having like a clothing swap. So like you bring your old clothes, they give you tickets. You can get some new clothes. I got a lot of dope stuff at this event. So I was like super excited about it. It's a photo booth. My friend's going to be there. I'm excited. We get there, they're explaining what Avail's about, and then there was a booth at the event. So I go to the event, and I'm like, okay, I want to volunteer. They have volunteer slots. So I'm like, okay, I want to volunteer. I emailed the lady after the event about volunteering with Avail because I can relate and not understand, and I want to help other people heal because I figured it out because I told four people what the lady was like okay so happy to um that you're eager to help us what we actually do is want all of our volunteers to go through the healing journey themselves so we would love to hook you up with a counselor that can talk to you about your experience make sure you're straight so that way when you help other people it's not triggering for you i was like girl like i was annoyed at first to be real like I was like, here I am trying to offer my services and my time to help people and get them to where I am. And you telling me I have to go through this obstacle to get there. I'm trying to help y'all. Y'all run by volunteers. I'm trying to volunteer. Like, literally needed to humble myself, need to take a beat and chill out. And I, once I sat back, I was shook. I was like, you actually haven't done the work. You actually need to talk to somebody. And your friends might not be the people that you need to talk to. And I tell myself, like, I'm proud of you for telling them. And so that way, yeah, if something comes up one day when you're watching TV and you feel some type of way, they understand why your mood just shifted. But for real healing, like, deep, deep, you need to talk to somebody. And this service is free. Avail is free. So it's like 
thinking about therapy for a second. I was like, I don't know if this can fit in my budget. I'm trying to get my finances together, whatever, whatever. And then here it is. With my church, literally, they partner with these people. And there it is. Free services to help me heal what I need to have healed. So I ended up reaching out, set an appointment. I went off to work one day, and I'm shaking. <laughs> like, shaking in my boots. It wasn't even cold outside. And I was like, all right, I'm really doing this. And it was just like follow through of like, all right, the top of the year you said this and you've been taking baby steps, finding opportunities. And this is another one of those moments. It's like when you've seen that tweet in the group chat, it's a moment. And I just knew I had to seize it. I had to take the moment for what it was and not let it pass me by if I don't want to keep operating the way I was operating. So I went to the healing session. I only went to about three sessions um, and was talking through going through things um and I'm really thankful for what it was um because I was able to really just say stuff I think that I pretty much was at terms with the abortion itself um and I wish that I wasn't in that situation but I I also I I think I've come to terms with why I was there I felt forgiven from God I think that the last person that needed to forgive somebody was me so I um was able to kind of talk through why I wasn't forgiving myself things I was holding on to from that experience and then after that my women's ministry also had our annual daughters conference so at daughters we had Heather Lindsay come visit us um and it was really great she gave a sermon and at the very end it was an altar call and again, it was one of the moments she said something and her sermon wasn't had nothing to do with what I'm talking to y'all about right now. And one of her little examples, you know, somebody's like, you know, come down to the altar if your hair is red. Come down to the altar if you feel like you got a stuffy nose. And also come down if you just need to let go of something you've done in your past and you're still holding. I was like, okay, girl, this don't even got nothing to do with what you're talking about. And she said abortion. Like She's like, I just really feel like I need to pray over this right now. And I was like... Of course, she feel like he needs. Like, it was just like, what? So, of course, I go down, and I'm crying. One of my friends that I told was at the conference with me. So, she's, like, praying over me. She told me later. I didn't even know. And I'm on the floor, and I'm just, like, praying and crying and snotty. And I was like, I got to leave this here. Like, when I get up, I don't want to even feel nothing when I get back to my seat like yet alone when I leave this place when I get up off this floor I can't carry this no more it's too heavy I can't do what I need to do I can't talk to people how I want to talk to them I don't want to think about myself the way I think about myself and so on this journey I was like this um avail is great but I don't even want to go to another session like talking it out I need this off me now and I'll just let it out. I like literally, instead of talking to the lady, I think I had to amp it up and tell God what's up. Like, what is the tea with me, this experience, and the emotions I feel around it right now? So walked through that, left it all there, and I got up and I was like, wow. Like, I think it's, I think I did it. Um, and so was talking to my friend after, and she's like, yeah, I was wondering if he was going to go up there because... I knew it was a little irrelevant, and I was like, yeah, I thought about not going, but um, I'm very thankful for that day, and that was in October, so um, going from February, the first time I said something to people, to 
the summertime when I first started talking to Avail and then going to October with the author call at the Daughters Conference um, was my trajectory, I guess, on my path to really unlocking this thing. Um, during that time, in the summertime, after I started going to Avail, I think it's when I first my first wrote my first poem about the experience um I wrote more than one after I wrote the first one I was like up oh, healed finally wrote a poem about it and it was like nope you actually have more um so I wrote a little bit more about it then I finally talked to um the guy that I was dealing with at the time finally talked to him and was able to get some things out so just a steady progression of like bit by bit unpacking this thing bit by bit forgiving myself for pieces of the story bit by bit releasing myself from having to keep this big secret and keep up the thought process of who I had to be if this happened to me. It was like, girl, you can actually be just as called, just as fabulous, even with this, even with this scar, even with this blemish on your story. Um, So I think that one of the things I thought about when I first started thinking about power and prose was sharing on this platform i was like with your friends in a group chat in a with a veil signing up to talk to a counselor one-on-one those are controlled environments and they mostly benefit you but if you really 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 want to move forward if you really really want to be healed you really really want to help people like you said you did when you first reached out to a veil your podcast is probably a good platform for that and you can really unpack the narrative you can help somebody else on their journey um so whether you've gone through an abortion or not um forgiveness is a huge thing for ourselves to forgive ourselves for ourselves um and there are i think forgiveness for me in 2018 was huge um leaving 2017 um, my last church service back at home in St. Louis, I went to a service with my mom and I wasn't really feeling my mom at the time. I didn't want to be there with her. I'm like, girl, um, I hope you're ready to catch this word because you need a little word sprinkled on you right now. So that's how I'm going into the service. Of course, I am weeping in worship. And then the sermon is about forgiveness. He's like, last sermon of 2017, I'm coming to y'all with forgiveness. Don't go into 2018 holding on to stuff. Don't go into 2018 with this baggage. Don't go into it with that heaviness. Don't do it. He was like, whatever you holding on to, let it go. And I'm just crying because I'm literally sitting there with my mom and I'm holding on to stuff. I'm holding on to so much stuff, judging her for so much stuff, blocking her from connecting with me because of so much stuff. And it was weighing me down. It was affecting my experience with her. Things that I wanted to say, ways that I could impact her, ways she could impact me. Because I was just holding on to stuff. And so by exercising forgiveness with her, bit by bit, moment by moment, it was, we, we have a way different relationship now heading into 2020. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, we not all the way where I want us to be um but we definitely made some strides since that day and it's because I had to decide when I leave this place I'm not carrying this no more you know what I mean and like I was saying at the upfront, I think that that's 
easy for us to do. You start to rationalize why people make the decisions they make or later on you see them still down bad and you decide you just can't watch them be like that so you want to be there for them and all of these things. But when it comes to the person in the mirror, we don't do that. We don't do it. So I'm coming to y'all begging you before we head into this new year, this new decade, if you holding on to something, Erica Badu said it best, y'all. I'm telling you, pack light. Don't take all that extra baggage, all that extra hurt, all that extra blame. Don't take all that stuff into this new year. Because you can write as many goals as you want to have. You can have your little um, manifestation boards and your prayer list. If you holding on to all of that stuff, you can't pick up what you need to pick up to get you where you need to go. Let go of it. Um, a couple power moves to enable us to do that is confront what you can't change and consider what you can. Confront what you can't change and consider what you can. So for me, I had to confront the fact that the abortion happened. Can't change it. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. It didn't already went down. I had to confront that. And that led to my healing confronting it was picking up that pen and writing a poem down confronting it instead of running away from a veil whenever like you can't volunteer unless you um talk to a counselor here i could be like all right well thank you so much um i'll reach out to y'all um if that changes in the future like no you have to grab on and confront what you can't change and consider what you can so the things that i could change was the thoughts I had about myself, the thoughts I had about abortion in general, like literally in our political landscape is being talked about and it was affecting me in a certain way or I wasn't picking up on the news as hard as I need to because I didn't want to confront it. You have to. And with that, you can consider what you can change, which is those thoughts about yourself. You can now, um, you can help help other people. And if that's the impact that you want to have, it's easier for you to do it once you've gone through your own healing journey. So confront what you can't change head on. Consider what you can and make a plan. And you just chomp it off bit by bit. I had to take off bits this whole year to get to even recording this episode right now. And I ain't crying. I ain't press the pause button. I had to take a moment. Like, literally can do it. Where earlier or when it went down two years ago, I... You couldn't tell me that I would be doing this. First of all, I didn't even have a thought of having a podcast at this time, yet alone getting this real with y'all. Um, so consider what you can. The smallest piece, consider what you can. And you never know how that'll just snowball effect roll into a bigger thing that you can't even fathom right now. Um, another thing is be practical with your healing process. You have to be practical with your healing process. If you're holding on to something and you're not forgiving yourself for something, you're supposed to love you because you're you. So if you're not forgiving yourself and loving yourself at full capacity for something that you did, it's going to take some time to pull back those layers and dig into why. It's going to take some time. So you have to be practical with the time it's going to take. So if I go to a fast food joint, I need them to be speedy quick with my food. Where is my chicken sandwich? Because it's supposed to be fast food, so I kind of want it fast. When it comes to me sitting down at a restaurant somewhere, when I got a couple courses, then you're going to ask if I want dessert, and maybe I do want dessert, then they be bringing out the coffee after that. Like, you know, all of those things. Maybe I want another round of wine, whatever. 
I'm automatically in my mind setting myself to be practical that that's going to take a little bit longer. So with our healing process, it's a couple courses to that thing. You're going to have to really unpack that. You might have to pull other people in to help you go down that journey and figure out what was taken away in the time when you weren't working through that process and being practical with that. So for me, if I wasn't writing about something, I'm like, dang, my poems ain't coming out as far as I want them to or whatever. It's because probably the real thing that I really need to talk about, I'm not getting to it. I'm not talking about it. So I'm making up some fluffy poem about something that I don't really care about or I'm not feeling at the time because I'm not getting to the root. So if you're dealing with something deep-rooted it's likely that it'll take more than one conversation, more than one book, more than one prayer to move forward with it. So be practical with yourself. Be loving with yourself as you're going through that. And just take assessments along the way. Like, okay, if I read this book and that helped me, that's great. But then if you feel another ping a little while later and you ain't as healed as you thought, that's okay. It's okay. Be practical about how long it will take you might not know how long it's gonna take that's also cool you got to be practical about the situation all the variables that are involved and then just find tiny moments to grab hold to release yourself from the burden of holding on to unforgiveness it's a burden to do that so the next thing um, is you want to determine the difference if it's a burden to hold on to unforgiveness, and what does freedom look like? You have to determine the difference because if something has plagued you and you're reclaiming your power in that situation, you have to mark the line of demarcation. You have to decide what makes this different if I want to get going on this. If I don't want this to silence me anymore, if I don't want this to make me feel small anymore, then you got to push yourself to speak about it you have to push yourself to decide what's going to be different this time like yeah you could say when i get off the floor i want this to be i don't want this to plague me no more you ain't gonna punk me no more you know what i mean it's easy to say that but what's the difference you have to determine what the difference is going to be if you've been holding on to something for a year i'm sure you didn't want to feel them feelings for a year but you didn't mark the difference so your feelings are going to remain there they are you know so you want to look at what the difference would be and then once you determine the difference it's easier to see moments when you're slipping back to areas of comfort so if for me I was like I'm not going to be shouting from the rooftops but I'm also not going to be overtly silent if a moment comes up because it's a part of my story just like anything else then I had to decide that. So when there were moments where it was an opportunity, and again, not shouting from the rooftops or nothing like that, but if there was a moment where I'm like, this is low-key would be healing for me to say this, and I didn't do it, because that happened too. I was like, mm, probably should have did X thing, or if I thought about writing a poem about the experience and then I didn't, I was like, yep, probably should have wrote about that last night. Like, you know what I mean? So you want to mark out the difference so that way, you can notice when you're doing the opposite of that. That way it's easier to get back on track and you'll be making forward moves. Every step you take will be on a forward progression to get you where you want to go. But forgiving yourself 
is important. It's important. We often allow hardships to prevent us from doing so. And it's hard. Sometimes you're going to have to pay for counseling. Sometimes you're going to have to have difficult conversations with people. Sometimes you're going to have to write down a podcast episode and then press record and then press upload (laughs) for people to hear it. But those obstacles can't stop you from getting to the other side. There is healing on the other side. There's compassion on the other side. There's love on the other side. There's joy, actually. There is peace. There are so many things on the other side of you saying, I forgive myself for this. And it's an exercise. It's not going to happen um, in the moment. It might not happen quick, fast, in a hurry. Again, you're going to have to be practical with healing and what that looks like. But once you start exercising it and, and moving forward, it'll be that much easier. You'll feel that much stronger. You'll be that much more empowered. And therefore, you'll be set up to help somebody else or to walk fully in your purpose of where you're trying to go because you didn't pass the light. So um, I really hope that with this example um, that it helps y'all and just kind of breaking down a huge thing that I had to forgive myself for that it amps y'all up to unpack what's something that you're holding on to that it seems right, it seems like you should be cool with holding on to this thing, it seems like if other people were in that situation, they'd be doing that, or if you told people actually and they judged you for it, or if you've seen them judge other people, whatever the thing is, it seems right to be doing what you're doing, but it don't make you feel good. You need to exercise forgiveness. Do it. Think about it. Analyze it. Break it down. Write me um, for sure. Please, please, if this episode has sparked something in you and you want to workshop it out with me, you want to write and prompt some things that I did um, to get me to where I am where I am right now, please email me at powerandpros at gmail.com and we can work through it together. But I think that going into this new year, this new decade, writing our goals, setting ourselves up for success, we don't want to be called proclaiming these things out and we're not actually doing the work again you got to be practical so if you're not confronting things considering what's the real about it determining what's going to be different this time you might just be about to have a 2020 that looks like 2019 and you don't want to throw back you want to move forward so um i really hope that this episode did what i wanted it to do for somebody um and yeah, y'all, just take that time. Take that time. So the power tool for this week is to get in the gym because we got to exercise. You got to exercise forgiveness. And it could be for other people too. Like maybe your thing really is that you're holding on to something from other people. Um, and this episode is I'm the other people and you're thinking about people's own thought process and how they hold on to things and how maybe you're not thinking of it, um, of it from their perspective. So power tool is the gym dumbbells um the little pulley things like literally the gym whatever you gotta do to build you up to get the strength that you need to move forward exercising forgiveness use it 
Don't let it pass you by. Don't let that moment slip away because it'll really propel you to where you need to be. It can really release you from any negative feelings that you have, and it can really help somebody else in the process. So use the gym, y'all. That's all I have for y'all. Um, please, please, please be sure to enter into the Power Pack giveaway by December 14th. Again, you can enter by the link in my Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast or by the link in the show notes. And um, if this episode or the Power Punch has affected you in any way and you want to shoot me your thoughts, you can hit me in DMs on Instagram, comments on Instagram, or at G- on Gmail at powerandpros at gmail.com. Thanks. Remember to profess your power, and there's power in pros.